Welcome to Disruptive CEO Nation, where your host, Alison K. Summers, is searching the globe to introduce you to cutting-edge thinkers and entrepreneurs whose stories will inspire you to innovate your own business life. Having worked with and coached CEOs and senior leaders from over 90 countries, Alison is taking her own experiences to help today's CEOs and professionals meet the ever-changing demands of the future of work. Now, here's your host, Alison K. Summers. Hello, Disruptive CEO Nation. This is Allison Kay. We are heading up to Canada today to speak to our next guest. He has been featured on global TV in Canada. He has been in Inc. in multiple digital magazines. And it's, it's just a treat to have him come speak with us today about his business. And so without further ado, I would like to welcome Ishish Singh to the so can you please tell everybody what it is that you're working on? Thank you, Alison, for having me here. So I'm the founder of Install. Install is an app which acts as a replacement of the traditional paper manuals and the warranties with the accessible digital copies. And is it true, I think I read in one of your background pieces somewhere that there's like 1.5 million manuals in, in the world. Yeah. So uh, there is around 1.5 million manuals in our database and on install, like there are almost every manual that you can think of. We are constantly updating as our focus is more on the community side. So community is also uploading the manual so everybody else that is not having a manual can use the same manual. And I love the phrase, you know, digital, digital collection and this, um, I, I just think, you know, everything we get in the world is so complex in the technology and, and everything comes with manuals. So I, I think this is fabulous. Can you, I want to hear more about what it is that installed us today and, and so that our listeners can understand more about the mission and, and the product and, and certainly the sustainability aspect to what you're trying to achieve. But can you give us a little bit of your startup and your founder's uh, journey? I mean, where did this concept come from? Yeah, sure. So uh, my background is like I was working in a uh, in one of the company where I was handling the warranty management uh, systems and creating the user manuals for bigger giants. You um, you can name few of them like uh, uh, Chrysler, Nissan. Uh, I was working uh, on their projects, so I saw that I saw that so they were not having a sophisticated system for creating the user manuals, what they were doing, like, um, like other companies, uh, also like they were doing, they were hiring a Photoshop guy and getting the manual developed. So I realized, okay, yeah. So this thing needs to be changed. Like then at the same time, I realized, okay, I can give them a tool to create the user manual easily. But at the same time, I realized, okay, if they're going to, make the changes in the manuals real time in the tool, but that changes will not affect anything like in the process. So they still have to print the manual and put it, put the manual in the box and send it to the customer. I w so that, then I realized I should more focus on the distribution side and try to cut the paper uh, trail entirely so that the, those companies can save 
millions or like I would say billions of dollars. Uh, so that was the one instance. And at the same time, like uh, I bought something for my wife and what happened, like uh, uh, something broke down in that uh, machine. So I started looking for a manual I was not able to find. So I thought, okay, I'm going to replace it. Uh, or or just um, to get, get the money refunded. So what happened is, uh, so I started looking for the receipt. I lost the receipt itself. So so the gift that I gave to my wife was like was not worth it because it was not useful enough. So I I wasted the money. So at that time, okay, I realized I need to develop something uh, because. Uh, my life at that moment was giving me kind of uh, indications like, okay, one thing uh, in my professional life, I realized, okay, uh, how the companies are making manuals in my personal life. I, I had that instance. So I thought, okay, there has to be something. So no one else has to go through the same thing that I went through. Well, in your, when you go to the website and you look it up, I, I love how your tagline is manual saver, warranty saver, life saver. And, and so it, it does make so much sense to be able to keep all of these things together. Yeah, yeah, true, true. So like, uh, because uh, we also wanted to have a, um, a, like a product recall system in the app. It's already there, but we are more uh, focused on the warranties and manuals for now. So because what happens is uh, most of the products uh, that are uh, kind of dangerous to uh, any life, so, okay, the moment you buy the product, maybe with the online purchases, it's easy, but with the physical purchase, you go into the store, you bought something, and the company won't know like who bought it. So what happens if some recalls come for any kind of product, they're gonna publish that recall, maybe in the government website, maybe in the media, and nowadays people don't have time to like, you won't realize how many thousands of recalls happened last year. So no one has the time to go through each one of it. Okay, I bought this thing. Should I look for this product recall? So I realized, okay, people are not getting that product recall notification. So I, I thought, okay, if I, I can manage the receipts, I can manage the warranty. I know like, okay, people or the person bought this product at this time and it's still under warranty, it's covered and he bought it at this date. So I, I realized, okay, if I'm going to get the product recall notification, I, I may be able to save some lives. That's, I hadn't even thought about that aspect. Um, that, that makes it even that much more relevant. And so I have to ask the question, you're, there's, you know, we talk about, you know, is your, is your app a B2B or a B2C? And, and certainly you're talking a lot about the benefits for the consumer. As you came up with this concept, was there an evolution or, or different ways that you kind of look at it? Because how do the businesses, do, are the businesses all receptive to putting all the manuals up online? Yeah, so basically like uh, for the businesses, I'm trying to uh, save their printing costs so that they will, they will get more sustainable. What I believe is companies are bringing in digital products, but the fundamental thing that tells how to use the product is still physical. Like it's not make it was not making sense for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so like uh, if I'm using a phone or something nowadays, like some of the things are coming digitally on phone, but you still get that user manual because 
because everybody's like one company is producing their own. So some companies are adopting that uh, digital user manuals. Uh, so they are having their own apps, but they're having their own apps. So like if somebody needs to just install one user manual, they have to go through their whole app installation process, sign up, sign in, then download uh, their user manual. It was it was complicated. So I thought, okay, yeah. So I, if I'm gonna give some kind of platform to all the companies, they can upload their manuals, and whosoever bought their product can download it. And if they if the company's having some changes, they need to make some change in the manual. They don't have to spend millions of dollars again to print out the manuals or uh, to give something in the media that okay. Uh, we made this change in the manual or this is a safety precaution. They, they can just make the change real time and can upload the new manual on the app and people will get notified. So let's switch and talk about the technology um, because you shared your background with our listeners and your background is not being an app or a web developer. So tell us about those early stages of, of how you went from concept to the actual you know, technology behind the product. Yeah, so good question. Thanks for asking. So I'm working on uh, the technology product since 2004. I'm not a developer, so it might be motivation for some of the people, but it's a little bit hard journey. Like if you don't know the, the jargons or the, the, the language that developers speak, like it's a little bit hard. So I'm failing and, and passing since 2004. So it took me like many, many years to learn, like not in the uh, product development side, but in the product management side, how to think from a product point of view, what users like, what users don't like. And so I got more stronger onto the design side. I, I said, okay, I said to myself, okay, um, I can not learn everything. So I got more onto the design side and started looking for the people that can develop the product for me. So I, I'm having a team. I hired them. Like it's not in-house team. I outsource them. But for finding the right team, you have to go through certain kind of steps. Okay, what are what what are their portfolio before? Who is going to be the person that is going to be working on your product? Who is the owner of the company? Can you access that person or not? Because if somebody is because if you're looking for um, uh, like you're looking to develop a product that is going to be within your budget, you have to do some kind of compromises. So sometimes you need to you need to look for some affordable developers. Uh, so for getting those affordable developers, like there there are chances they are not properly documenting the things. Then you learn other stuff. Like okay, there has to be documentation on your side what changes were going on. So um, in the in the whole product. So I, I learned it on my own. So uh, I'm, I'm self-taught person. So yeah, it was, a, it was a good learning curve. So at Disruptive CEO Nation, we're big fans of Business Without Borders. So I have to ask, are your, are your tech developers, uh, they're based in, in Toronto and Canada with you, or did you source them internationally? Uh, I sourced them internationally. They are not based in Toronto. So... Um, and, and I think that's the beauty of the world that we're, we're moving to. Like you said, I've done other interviews with people who talk about the vetting of um, that outsourced help or the, or the technology. And, and it, it is quite a learning process to make sure that you get that right match. But it sounds like it's working for you now. So 
the, the patience that it takes to go from a vision, um, I, I just, because your story, you're at the stage now where you're, you're on the verge of a really fantastic tipping point and a really big launch, but is there any advice you, you give to our entrepreneurs about um, that vision and persistency of, of sticking with it? Sure. So uh, it took me like approximately three years to develop, uh, install and bring it up to this stage. I'm working on this since 2017. So my only advice, if I can give, so it's going to be like patience, have patience. Businesses don't happen in a day. It takes time. But before even you think of launching any of the product, the moment you got the idea in your, in your mind, my my personal suggestion to anyone listening to me would be like start building the relationship even if you're if you're making something really unique and you think that okay it's going to change the world but it cannot change the world without you having personal connection with the people connections can be with the investors with anyone you think that it, they might help you on the way it's not about being selfish it's about being uh, be, being out there telling people or asking people about their inputs and telling them what you will be doing in the coming future so that you can build stronger relationship going forward because it takes time like building a business it takes time to build a relationship yeah and, and I, I love your advice because everybody builds businesses at different speeds right if if somebody handed you money if you were fortunate to um you know, have a concept or, or win prize money in Accelerator or not have um, debt where you could invest all your time, your, your pace might be, might be faster than others who are really putting time into that So and have other commitments or are working full-time jobs and, and getting their business going. So not everybody's business story can be the same. It's, it's just not possible. Um, so I, I like that, that wisdom. Let's talk about, because you are on this tipping point of you've got your, um, you know, you're in the adoption phase right now and you want to get to um, mass adoption. Let's say we have everybody on, on uh, installs platform. How are you getting the word out? What's your marketing strategy today? Yeah. So for now, like I'm more focused on word of mouth advertisement like i'm not spending any money on the marketing yet so what i'm doing is i'm 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 answering people's questions on quora like people are asking question about their products that they bought okay what is the warranty of apple airpods so then i'm the one doing the search answering their questions so i'm i'm trying to build my reputation out there okay i am the one that can answer any warranty related question if you have any user manual related question i'm the one so people are coming from that point of view because you cannot spam on any of the platform whether it's a core or anywhere else like you cannot just spam okay this is my app come there so i'm i'm giving value up front so that is what i believe in give value up front and if people will like you they're gonna come and see what you're up to so that is what i'm doing right now and and i'm more focused on um on aso as well like app store optimization as well 
so, so that I can get organic reach. I just want to test the waters out. Okay, what is working and what is not working in terms of ASO, sorry, because ASO itself is also getting competitive daily. Uh, like there are many apps are being uploaded on a daily basis. So just want to see like, okay, what is working, what is not working so that when I reach that scale and if I want to put, invest money, I can, I can put money behind uh, certain keywords or certain things that I would already be aware of. And so to this point, you've, you've been self-funding, correct? You, you've been building this all with your own funds. Yes, this is uh, install has been completely bootstrapped by me. So uh, for now, it's all uh, self-funded, and um, I'm I'm on the second stage. So I'm working on the second phase of the app and looking for invest investment for now. Yeah. Okay, so I I want to ask you. You've shared a lot of wisdom. Is there any other advice or any other kind of pain points or something that you've learned that we like to call like naked lessons in in, in business? Um, that you would share with other entrepreneurs who are in the process of developing an app? Yeah, I would say uh, don't hurry like in terms of hiring people. If you are not familiar or you are not from the IT background or technology, you don't know programming, it's going to take some time for you. So don't rush. Don't think that you have $20,000 or $30,000 you can give to any agency and get the app developed it takes time and it's not only about getting the app developed. What about the next stage and how are you going to do the maintenance? Who will pay uh, the monthly uh, and the monthly plans for the app uh, data or things like that. So it's not only about getting the app developed or it, it will be about uh, what, what about the next phase? Okay. If you got the success, what, what are you going to do next? Uh, how you will get the money from where, and how much, things like that will matter. And you might think that, okay, it doesn't matter for now. I was thinking in the same way and it does matter. So like you have to think a little bit forward. Okay, if I got the success after the first phase of the app, how I'm gonna fund the second phase. And that is why like all the, um, most of the tech entrepreneurs look for external funding because the bond rate is a little bit higher. Uh, you have to spend thousands of hours in uh, in the development, in the engineering uh, phase. You have to give um, a salary to the developers. That why that's why like becomes a little bit expensive. So you have to think about the second stage as well. That is why like it my my point that I uh, mentioned before that you have to build a relationship, and that's where it's going to come handy. Like if you would have built a relationship upfront, and if you know like okay second phase. If I got success in first, second phase will come, I would need this much amount of money, just imaginary for now, like you will need to use that relationship. So all goes hands in hand. Yeah, I, I think what you've said here is, is good advice that, and, and again, every business is built differently. Every entrepreneur goes about it a different way. But, you know, there's, I talk with a lot of different people and this concept of, I'm going to bootstrap it as much as I can and move it to a place where I feel one that that ownership, right? Because you give things away when you start taking money, but because if you take money too soon, you might not get it when you really need it later on. Um, yeah. So it, it's all really great advice. I want to come back and, and ask you this vision of, 
as you build this and you said um you know it's community-based so did i hear you correct in that users can upload and add more manuals themselves yeah so for now uh what functionalities are available like there are two functionalities available right now like it's user manuals uh, users can upload the manual and user can download the manual as well uh, both uh, the manuals are available both in the video format in the text format as well so if there is a video available you can download in video format as well uh, you can so the beauty of it is like you can comment on the manual itself so Take an example, like you bought some product and now you're looking for the manual on install. You got the manual, and but you're confused about the number four step or number five step. Like you don't have to create some different topic. You can comment right, uh, right next to the manual, okay, saying that, okay, I'm, I'm confused with number four step. Is there anyone uh, that can help me out? So that's a beauty of uh, uh, the user-based uh, uh, app. So the second part is the warranty management system. Like you can click the photo of your receipt, product, anything, fill the detail manually and app will send you the reminder before the warranty expiry date that your warranty is getting expired within these many days. So, uh, and the third is like you can ask any product related question in the community section. But in the upcoming phase, uh, the install will be up to the next level. Like the, the things that you can imagine will be there so there will be the moment you bought something everything will be transferred within the app so you don't even have to do the searching ask a question or anything everything will come to you in your profile so with apps i know that when i go to whether i'm going to my google play store or you're going to the apple store before any of us download an app we read the reviews. How important are the reviews um, to you? And, and as a business owner, are you monitoring every single one of those reviews as they're happening? Yes, I'm monitoring every single review uh, for the app specifically. Uh, so I got review, um, I would say like a month back, or I don't I remember the exact date. Like I, I, I mentioned that person, okay, this is my email. If you want to get in touch with me, like, uh, yes, I, I'm building, um, I'm working on that functionality. I got back to that person. I didn't realize who that person is. So person was from like John Hopkins hospital. Like I got it. Okay. I, I got, so I, so users matter. So you don't know like who you're talking to. Like, so whatever suggestions the users are telling you, they're telling you by their personal experience, your, your experience matters but you are building something for the other person. So other person's experience matters. So I take seriously every single, every single review. So we are almost out of time. So I have to ask, what's the vision, if we were to come back and talk to you in, in three or five, five years, what would you say for you both personally and for install, you hope is the story you're telling us? I would be saying at the time, so I'm, I look at install, okay, this is this will be a, um, a million dollar opportunity uh, for businesses as well, because uh, the solutions that I'm gonna, I will be providing to the businesses, no one has ever done it before. And I believe that, um, I believe that, so it's gonna take the whole retail game, how we bought, how we buy the products, how we get it repaired, um, how we buy and sell the products, the used products as well. So how those things will happen, the install will participate in all of those 
uh, places. And I believe that it will be a game changer for the whole industry. Well, I think I'm not going to look at my manuals. I, I'm going to, I'm never going to look at them the same now. And I, and I have to laugh because I, I mean, I just picked up two different manuals in the last 48 hours. One was for my car because for the life of me, I can never remember what oil I need for my car. <laughs> and, um, and like you said, the, the, the cell phones, um, because in my household, there are three of us and there are three different models of cell phones. And so it's, you know, I, I think this is great, but I also think the, we probably don't all think about how much money we do lose when a product doesn't work or we don't have the receipt or we, we don't do things. So I just love, I love your business model. I love what you're trying to put out into the world and the change that you're trying to make. And I, I wish you great success in getting, you know, these really large scale companies um, to come on board and, and help build the success of install. Thank you so much, Alison. I yeah. appreciate it. So as we close, tell everybody how they can, can reach you if, if they um, just want to tap you for business advice or they want to um, learn more about install. What are the places that they should go? Yeah, for, for having a look on install, uh, you can go to the website www.install. The spelling is I-N-N-S-T-A-L.com. So you can download the app from there as well if you want to reach me. Um, my Twitter handle is I am Ishu Singh, I-S-H-U-S-I-N-G-H. Um, and you can find me on LinkedIn as well with the same name. Well, Ishu, thank you so much. And for our listeners, if you liked what you heard, um, please, please go and check out his app and get it on your phone and start using it. Um, if you have an entrepreneur, a company founder, or a thought leader that you think we should speak to at Disruptive CEO Nation, please send me a note at connect at allisonksummers.com. Until then, everybody, keep your eye on the future. And thank you again, Ishu. Thank you so much. Thanks. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.